Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. You got right there. Hey, this reminds me of your wife. Me too. Good thing. To tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state. Outstanding to be with you on this very, very fine Thursday evening. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. To tell Nuanas podcast is brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. You can go listen to that anytime you would like to. And, uh, Podcast available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also oh go ahead. Go ahead. You can also call if you want. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rage Brothers RV phone line. You can text that number two. Go ahead. A text. I was waiting to share this. This is actually from Monday, so sorry that it took us so long to share it. I just wanted you to be back. Okay. We shared it. All right. But uh it's from a listener. Said, guys, I always listen to you on the podcast since I can't listen live, but I love you guys so much and I really miss two tell. Uh, Nuanas, I love your take on so many things. You've really challenged me and made me think. Thank you because of this. I thought a cool name for the new show could be A New Perspective, like N-U Perspective. Mm. 
But best of luck to Ryan and everything, and thanks so much for the good times. Eric. Thank you, Eric. Also, from our uh, good buddy Brock Coyle, I sent him that clip. Oh, yes. And he said, wow, that just gave me chills. Thanks so much for sending. That was one of the greatest days of my life. And salute to Tutel. Great radio personality, great voice. Hope the boys are well. Well, thank you, Brock. I appreciate that. And let's just remember, okay, the only way that happens is if you break the rules, okay? That's right. So let's just be clear. Don't want to, you know, be a criminal. Just, you know, sometimes just got to do the right thing. Uh, Coulter? It's time for Grizz Grace. This one is a big one, maybe the biggest one. We wanted to do it on the day to the day. 25 years ago, the Grizzlies won. This was the 16th, 1995, December 16th, 1995. The Montana beat Marshall 22-20 to win their first ever national championship. And the catalyst, the leader, the captain of that team, of course, Dave Dickinson, who is in the College Football Hall of Fame, people. I mean, that's as big as it gets. Uh, and uh, he was good enough to sit down with us for a, a long time. I mean, a, an hour plus in this episode going through everything from Great Falls to Missoula to Marshall to Canada. Uh, and so uh, there's there's a plenty there. Coulter Grizz Greats is brought to us in part by First Security Bank. Bill Boucher, one of the original uh, business folks in this community that really helped create both the financial backing and and the atmosphere that made Montana football to be become what it was, first of all, in 95 with their first national championship and thereafter as well with First Security. Bill Boucher got together a group of businessmen to guarantee the bid and uh, in 1993 when Dave Dickinson was a sophomore and he was ascending. And that, that bid then helped Montana get home games that playoff season. And then that continued. And then it started to build and it started to build. And then all of a sudden you have three straight playoff games at home in 1995 and Montana rolls all the way and then heads to Huntington, West Virginia to take on Marshall for security bank has since always been proud supporters of University of Montana Athletics and also proud presenter of Grizz Greats, the, the silver anniversary of the 1995 national champions. Here you go. A little bit with senior captain quarterback and future college football Hall of Famer, Dave Dickinson. On the right shoulder is separation. Nobody really knows about it. Phil Ryan was kind of in Beth Iketa were my two kind of go-tos. You know, I had the training staff, but I also had some people that were working behind the scenes for me. And, and I honestly was like, well, I can get through this game. But then we sucked on turf. We, we did not do as well on turf. We were more of a you know i would say grinders you know we didn't have those quick feet and on the line and they had well billy lyons inside amazing nfl uh, pj cohen on the outside i mean those guys were coming and they were motivated and ready to go as well and I, to be honest i felt like after a while there i was like man i felt like a little bit like i was in a boxing match there and i was taking a lot of the punches early um you know but we just tried to settle in Big touchdown late in the half to Wellesley there on that corner route. Didn't feel my best all game, though. It's one of those things where uh, I don't know if you ever if you ever played a sport and you're not 100% confident in your body. You, it messes with your mind big time. And I know for myself, I was like, I, I just got to make sure that I can't take another uh, direct hit down on this right shoulder. And uh, somewhat, obviously, it didn't play out that way. But I was felt I felt like I was just grinding that whole game. wasn't my best, but it was enough. And as a team, we just like you said, you could tell we were going to do whatever it took to try to make sure it happened. Welcome to Grizz 
Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, a podcast series proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as First Security Bank of Missoula. If you're listening to this on its release date, it's December 16th, 2020, which is the official 25th anniversary of Montana's epic 22-20 victory over Marshall in the Division I AA National Championship game in Huntington, West Virginia in 1995. This episode features perhaps the most pivotal and certainly the most iconic member of that 1995 National Championship team and perhaps the most pivotal and iconic player in the history of not only Montana football, but of the Big Sky Conference. Dave Dickinson was a dynamo out of Great Falls, Montana, a player that was a three-year starter for the Grizz, orchestrating three playoff runs in a row, culminating in that National Championship. He also won the Walter Payton Award in 1995 as the Division I AA Offensive Player of the Year, and his statistics, they're peerless. They're the reason that Dave Dickinson was named as the all-time greatest athlete in the 50-year history of the Big Sky Conference when they celebrated their 50th anniversary back in 2013. During his career, it's hard to put the numbers even into perspective. He completed 1,015 passes at a 68.7% rate for 13,486 yards, 116 touchdowns, and only 26 interceptions. His 137 touchdowns total, one of the great totals in the history of college football. His senior season, including the playoff run, he threw for 5,676 yards, including 1,500 in the four playoff games. Super Dave, the legend of the fall. Call him whatever you want, but his college jersey number of number 15 was retired within the same year of the completion of his college career. In 1999, he was named one of the 10 best athletes in the history of the state of Montana by Sports Illustrated during their 50th anniversary issue. In 2004, he was named the most popular athlete in the history of the state of Montana by SI. And in 2013, named the number one player in the Big Sky Conference's countdown of its 50 greatest male athletes in its 50-year history. And a cherry on top. In December of 2018, he was enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame. After the University of Montana, Dave Dickinson had a long and successful professional career. Played for the Calgary Stampeders for four seasons before then making a run at the NFL. Making stops with the Chargers in 2001, the Seahawks and Dolphins in 2002, and then returning to Canada to play for the BC Lions from 2003 through 2007, and then finishing his playing career with the Calgary Stampeders, where now he serves as the head coach. Dave Dickinson is a five-time Grey Cup champion, leading his teams to the CFL championship in 1998, 2006, 2008, 2014, and 2018, and was named the CFL's outstanding player in both 2004 and 2005. An injury-riddled career, but also a spectacular career. Dave has been a coach in the CFL for the better part of the last decade, including serving as the last four seasons as the head coach for the Calgary Stampeders. He led the Stampeders to the Grey Cup three years in a row, culminating in the 2018 victory in the 106th version of the CFL Professional Football Championship. All that to say, Dave Dickinson, one of the greatest athletes to ever come out of the state of Montana and absolutely one of the reasons Montana was able to claim its first national championship 25 years ago. We hope you enjoy Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 national champions with iconic, all-time great, legendary quarterback Dave Dickinson. They beat the shit out of me, uh, Pokey Allen. They did. But guess what? We had all summer to look at that tape, and we were ready for them in 95, and we wanted some revenge on that. If you look back at 95, and, and whatever it is, it is, but I didn't even finish most games because we were whooping people. 
I mean, I had so many games. I was out of some games in the third quarter. And guess what? That was a good thing for my health. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think the numbers could have been astronomical in some games. I didn't play them, you know. So, uh, you know, I do feel like there was a little bit of karma there, though, because maybe the less hits on the body and, and not being able to maybe have to grind out, you know, close wins um, helped me. But, you know, when it, when it counted, we had a tough game against the Cats late. I, I remember that one as much as any because – you know, we had won so many games in a row, and I didn't want to be part of the uh, my legacy that to break the streak. I didn't. I wanted to make sure, and that was a that was a tough, tough game. I forty two thirty three or something is in my memory, but might be wrong. Uh, but it was one of those things where that was a nice win. And then going into the playoffs, like you said, I just felt like we were peaking. We had some young players balling. Jason Crevo at the linebacker position. Uh, Joe Douglas, another guy that I think is very underrated. Um, so we just had some guys start to come into their own, and, and I felt good about it. But I also, you know, as anything, it's one and done in football. I don't even think the best team wins it all the time. Whether we were the best or not, I don't know. But you just try to get hot and make sure you put your best out there and, 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 and do everything you can to win that one game. And that's what we did. Seems like there was a ton of factors coming into 1995 to motivate yourself and the rest of the program, but also there was some huge question marks, too, at the graduation of a bunch of great guys. You know, Scott Gregg's a second-round draft pick. Shalon Baker, Scott Guernsey, two of the most prolific receivers in school history. Uh, a ton of guys that uh, that graduated off the defense as well, and there was going to be some young guys that had to fill some roles. And then you mentioned Coach Flugrad, Robin Flugrad, and his influence on your career. He moves on and moves up to the the highest level of college football, um, where he stayed for for a couple decades before returning to the University of Montana. But what do you remember? Was there any was there any sort of question marks in your guys' minds coming into that year? How what did all those losses and transitions mean for you coming into the '95 season? You know, when you're young or you're college, I, I don't think you just pay attention. I think you just. Uh you know, you try to make yourself just that little bit better. You know, always hear people say 1% better, you know, get better every day. I was very confident in our offensive line. I mean, yeah, we lost Lurchy, but, you know, we had three juniors returning, uh, Zelda, Kemper, and A.G. I think were outstanding. And then my roommate was Eric Simonson. So Simo, I think, was underrated. I mean, right there with Lurchy, um, he just didn't quite, you know, he had other things that, you know, worked out different for his NFL tryouts and all that. But I was very confident in our offensive line. And, like, we needed to find Joe Douglas. I, I, Wellesy, obviously, was my go-to. He was my roommate when I was a freshman anyway. And and, uh, and I felt like, obviously, when I needed the first down. But I think Joe, actually, and, and with Mike Earhart, I felt like we were good offensively. Uh, we always seemed to find running backs. I mean, Kelly Stenzard was Mr. Reliable, Mr. Clutch, but we always seem to have, and we wanted past receiving running backs. We wanted guys that could catch and block. It was the defense that really started showing up, and it took a while, but they did. And, uh, you know, I'm good friends with Johan, same as in there, as we still talk a lot. I think our D-line didn't get enough credit. Just a, a group of seven that, you know, found ways. It was Eric, his brother, too, and and then we needed that younger group, but we always had to hit the JC market for the back end. And we found some guys and it took, it always took those guys a little while to actually like trust our team. You know, they'd show up, love Montana, but they're not too sure. And then they realize what we're about and we start bonding and we're, we're, we're one, you know, we're all, we're all in this thing together and we just gelled at the right time. So I didn't have any 
to be honest, I didn't have any uh, pride. I thought we had a good team, um, but I do think that junior class, which uh, if you put me as the senior, but the junior class was the better class. So we were the one with the ballers, uh, and we just rode them a little bit. Obviously, they ran into that buzzsaw the next year with Randy Moss uh, in Marshall, but uh, that was a hell of a class. That class was excellent. You know, when you hit that playoff run, you see you got a little fortunate, obviously, with the Stephen F. Austin upset, so they come to Missoula, and and much has been made of really back-to-back very cold games. But, I mean, 163-14 to doesn't lie. I don't care where you're playing. I mean, that's insane, right? And you talked about, hey, the defense stepped up. Well, clearly they did, right? They they pitched two shutouts and then allowed 14 whole points when you guys put up 70. That run – I, you know, was like a warm knife through butter. Did you expect that it was going to be like that when you're in the national, you know, in the national tournament? Ah, no, no way. But, um, yeah, we had some guys, you know, Blaine McRae played a lot in the NFL, Goke in the back end. I mean, we just, I felt like we had some good football players that were kind of that sort of game or, you know, like when the big games came, they weren't nervous. They were looking forward to it. Guess what, though? We did ride the crowd big time. I mean, that was back in those. I, I was, you know, I heard some rumors when Romo was announced, and then when he played in Washington, he said it was as loud as any stadium he'd ever played in NFL or college. And I mean, we really had something brewing there, and we rode that energy. And, and, uh, you know, I will say, though, we were focused. Uh, I don't think we we're like a big time partying group. We, we had fun, but. No one was out getting in trouble. It was football first over everything. Um, don't always have that. And guess what? A lot of distractions in the world. So if you look back, that's, I don't feel like our team had anyone that was a cancer. We were all in it together and enjoyed being around each other. And, you know, it's just, you look at chemistry and how important it is. You can't, you can't basically put it in a bottle, but I felt like we had it. And obviously that was a big reason we won. Connections are what bring us together, whether halfway around the world or in the office next door. Blackfoot Communications is proud to provide next-generation network infrastructure that enables reliable, secure, and always-on connections. From SD-WAN and firewalls to business voice and fiber, our solutions connect you to your community. Visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 406-541-5000 to learn more. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Dave Dickinson part of the Grizz Greats podcast series. It is up now. And uh, again, our thanks to Blackfoot Communications as well for participating with us in this thing. Blackfoot was uh, giving you phone connectivity 25 years ago across town, and they are giving you phone connectivity and every other thing now, internet, business security, personal security, work from home, anything you possibly need from Blackfoot Communications. And they've been a proud supporter of Grizzly Athletics all these years as well. It is to tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. We got a special guest for the last 30 minutes of this show. And uh, why do I have a feeling it's going to, we're going to talk about small water creatures next. <laughs> Connections are what bring us together, whether halfway around the world or in the office next door. 
Blackfoot Communications is proud to provide next-generation network infrastructure that enables reliable, secure, and always-on connections. From SD-WAN and firewalls to business voice and fiber, our solutions connect you to your community. Visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 406-541-5000 to learn more. Blackfoot. Connect to more. The North American Beaver. Scientific name Castor canadensis is the official land-dwelling wildlife mammal of Tutel and Tucker. Kansas Caladensis? I'm getting that about right. It's Tutel Castor. Okay, thank you. Tutel and Nuanas and Tucker. 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the state. Good to be with all of you. Great picture of Tucker's back across the state of Montana right now. Yeah, broad shoulders there. Uh, if you want to listen live, you can do so on the website, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you check in on the stream, listen live tab. You listen anytime you'd like to. Thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana, Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity. Tommy's getting into it now. He's got the sound bites coming. He's got he's got Wolf Mother playing. I mean, you're on fire back there, Tommy. This is just like the old days now with you running this show. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, boys and girls, uh, again, if you're just joining us, maybe you're probably maybe aware, maybe you're not aware. This is my last show here today. Got about, oh, 20 minutes left to hang out with all of you here on ESPN Radio. Now, Coulter, you and I have been doing this here about three and a half years. Yeah. The I think it's 40 months, actually. Is that right? 40 months. Man, it's like having a baby where you got it's weeks old and then it's months old. And then at some point you can just do the year with the half year. So 40 months, we're still on the, the toddler level of this thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and for the actually almost three years prior to that, if you go all the way back, our dear friend Tucker Sargent was the co-host of this show. As many of you will remember, Tutel and Tucker. And he has graced us here. He is blowing off a very big meeting, which he had previously scheduled to be here on the radio. So, Tucker, hello, my friend. It is great to see you. I appreciate you very much stopping by I wouldn't miss today. it for the world, right? Well, yeah. clearly, clearly. I mean, look at you. You're not, you know, you could have made some money here, and now you're just here hanging out talking <laughs> well, about. Well, we're, we're always, I mean, there, you can always make money, Yeah, there right? you go. Like, it's, there's always tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we went on the air. This is amazing. So we, uh, uh, I started working at uh, Missoula Broadcasting, then Montana Radio, in like March of, of 14, I want to say. And, uh, you know, only started working because I wanted to be on the radio and, and used um, my maybe not so subtle like pushings to try and make that happen and at some point uh my boss called me into the office totally out of the blue which i found is basically how she operates Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and said you've got a show and i said oh oh crap (laughs) i don't know i don't actually know how to do it i want it but i don't know how to do it and so thus was born tuesdays with tutel i believe it was september of 14 and uh certainly couldn't do it alone and you came in there you worked in the radio business had some connections as well and you and i sat down and sat in a studio with no windows in the middle of the whole you know uh outfit it was a production it was a production Pro- production studio, studio. I mean, it was a back room not <laughs> it was very hot and you and Pretty i in there. shared a microphone pre-covid people uh <laughs> tucker and i shared a microphone with tommy evans 
in there answering yeah. the phone should somebody, of course, want to call in. It, and be a- it sounded and looked a lot like this, actually. <laughs> yes. It was, yes, it did. Yeah. It was a weird 30 minutes where it felt like we were about to make out well, at any minute. These, you know, these, guys are both, these guys are both superhumans, so they yeah. can do that. This uh, day and but, age, well, it wasn't 15 minutes that we did. It was just 15 seconds. But, yes, we sat, I mean, nearly on each other's laps, facing each other, Six inches apart, mouth to mouth, because, you know, you got to have the range of the microphone. And then the phone, which is on a ringer, thank you very much. It's not as if we had, like, a, one of the light-up ringers that you use in a, in a pro- is is going. Not many people were calling then. No, either. they so were the not. the phone wasn't really no, they an were issue. Not. It was more of a prop. But but it did ring, I recall, and Tommy is in the corner in the room while we're on the air going, Hello. Hello. Yeah. No, it's too tall. That's fine. And he's supposed to be, you know, he's, he's the whole thing. And then we got upgraded. And so, by the way, when we did that, I remember the first show, in fact. I, I should say this. I don't remember the first show. It's a board. But I remember the moment after the first show. Because the only thing I ever really wanted to do professionally, if I could be so bold as to use that word, was be on ESPN Radio. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I remember it very clearly, and I don't think I had the same aspirations as you, or yeah. it was just something they said, like, hey, Tuck, do you want to help Ryan out do this? And I said, all right, like, what do we do? And we, we get into that little room, and then I remember very clearly, like, I've cut ads, I've spoken on, you know, the other various radio yep. stations in the company, you know, for brief minutes, but it wasn't like we were trying to run and operate a show, and then we planned this whole thing out, and then when it comes through, like, Minutes before, I remember having just that sweat where it's just that very putrid, can't nervous shut it off. Sweat yes. where you're just like, <laughs> and then you realize, like, just absolutely <laughs> terrified to say something, thinking that everyone's going to hear and think of what's going to happen. Um, I think that the saving grace was there were probably only 20 people that did hear that first show. The, it, a saving grace, indeed. I thought it might be one and done, you know what I mean? For it two did. Tell, and then, Tuesdays with two and then we got through that initial half hour, and I remember the exhilaration of being like, like just that, that 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 relief and that exhilaration that you feel where you're just like the adrenaline's coming yes. down and just being like, dude, let's go get a beer. Like right now, celebrate this. You know, and, and then you quickly realize like if we're gonna be doing this a lot, like you can't maintain that level of like adrenaline. Angst. Angst. <laughs> and also like going off and like needing to put back a few beers after every show, otherwise you're really in trouble. Right. I mean, I've been doing it for five months. <laughs> Well, the thing, one of the things I remember that stands out to me is is having thought that this would be something that I might like to do, the broadcasting thing, and specifically the sports broadcasting thing. I'd called some live games, which I love very much, but doing sports talk radio had always sort of been there as maybe the front and center uh, uh, hope that that I'd like to do it sometime. And by the way, if I could call my shot on ESPN radio, I mean, you know, there's there is a, a certain gravitas, if I may say, to the four letters, and. When I did that, and you've sort of checked that box, and you know you're just starting, but you did it. Like, you went and you had a show on ESPN Radio. And I went home, and my wife, God bless her, Tina, had had a surprise party set up as as a congratulations of, like, you did this thing that you would always sort of hope to do. And you got it done. And it was very, uh, you know, moving to me to for her to do that. And it was sort of a realization of a dream. And then also terrifying. And then I go and turn around. I remember I, I one hour we did. Once a week, I spent eight hours on Tuesdays researching like numbers, <laughs> stats, like just to get through it. Yeah. Now I don't do seven seconds. I was going to say, it's hours. amazing how quickly it turns around, too, <laughs> because after like the good. first couple of shows, you're like, all right, I get it. Like, yeah, this is good. And I would, I mean, you know, you do a little bit more than I did, but there were many shows where the, would we start at four and what I roll in at 3.55 oh, yes. and say. Which is 10 minutes before Coulter gets here. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I show up at 4.02. <laughs> but. 
you know, we got through and we did like those four or five months and then, you know, some things fell into place, uh, you know, from on the business side of things. And they said, well, let's make this like a real thing. Like, let's see if we can turn this into a proper, not just like a, you know, once off, once a week kind of it's there sometimes, but like a real entity and maybe a fabric of the sports community in this town and in this state. And at the time, I believe this is accurate. There was no such thing in, in Montana. Now there's several and they're doing knock riders up there in, in, in Kalispell area. I know there's been some on and off. In in uh, in Billings and stuff like that, Helena's had it, but this is you know that you, was you great. can skip the professional courtesy, Ryan. No, no, this I mean, is your last show. I mean, this that's is right, the, yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm great. You, us, we we're better than all of them. We're better. Than, we're better <laughs> we got the awards to prove that's it, right. man. Yeah, like, the hardware. Uh, but you know, it was it was great to be able to do that, and I think that you know uh, to to have that be a thing and become you know the really sort of the professional endeavor was uh, tremendous and. Again, I mean, right place, right time. It's not like I made that happen. There's a bunch of moving parts outside of it. And so uh, that was great. And for you and I to hang out for a couple hours every single day uh, for two and a half years after from that point forward, tremendous. And, you know, you're one of my best friends and I, I appreciate you very much. And that space of time uh, is is I mean, this five years, six years, I mean, this is not hard to say how it beat out being, you know, a barista, but it is, you know, it's the best thing that I've ever gotten to do. And I'm so grateful to both well, of you I'm, for that. I'm we'll very excited Coulter, that we were but, able to, well, obviously Coulter's taking over and I think he's going to do an exceptional job no, with no it. Doubt. And there were many times in those early years too, during the, the lulls where we were trying to think about, you know, the weird times in the year, the end of summer, the August, where we we're trying to figure out what to talk about. We'd be like, you know what? Coulter's pretty long-winded. Let's get him a call. And, and all of a sudden, we're learning about high school track stars. That's right. <laughs> like, One and question. literally, I am learning. Like yes. These are things that people I've never heard of. It would just 100%. Be like, how do we kill 20 minutes? Let's call Coulter. <laughs> we we called Coulter. We had stats, what she said for a while, which is a yep. great brainchild we're, of yours. Sports wit. Sports, sports wit. wit. We yeah. spent a some fellow t- classmate of yours at the That's right. journalism That's school. Right. Spent some- sports wit. That's what she said. X, look at how good Tommy is at his job. It's amazing. On on time. I'm assuming they just played a sound, but yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys didn't give you me you a head. Head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tucker's, like, <laughs> Tucker's looking at us like, what's going on? That's awesome, uh, Let's do this. Let's let's. Well, I don't want to jam it all the way up, so let's take a quick break. We got one left here, and uh, on the other side, I guess we'll continue reminiscing, and we'll ride this thing off into, well, what is already the set sun, but proverbially so. Yeah, this is so depressing. Right after this. Tucker is my favorite radio personality. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going 
going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. You are listening to Tucker. To tell is not here. To tell has shirked his responsibilities. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rhymes, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing but faith in nothing. Wanna put my tender heart in a blender, watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion. Tommy's out for himself with this one. I feel like that was just. <laughs> I love it, man. You, you, you know, Eve six. Oh yeah. Oh hey, I had this whole. And record. you know songs where you you know the lyrics, but you never really think about them. Just like you say them wrong forever. This is one for me that like I oh like I read that line right there. Water for my tender. I was just like, what's a tender? Like water for my tender. Hard in a blender. Like. What, so what's, what what's is hard it? in a blender? I don't know. I mean, turns out it's tender heart in a blender. Gotcha. But it's it took me about, about it, it, it took me about twenty years from that song. We, we've all got some songs that we haven't quite gotten quite right. That and is it makes for sure. way more sense when you actually learn what they say. Stutel and Nuanas and Tucker, one of two ninety ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel on Twitter. And keep following me around there. YouTube channel coming. Big announcement on the YouTube channel. You ready? What do you guys think about this? First of all, if you want to listen to Tell Nuanas on the podcast, you do it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications, getting the podcast up there and running for us. Before you make your big announcement, oh, yeah. two things. One, okay. your brother says it's, I want to put my tender heart in a blender. That's yeah, he's, Get it together. Yeah, um, we got that problem solved. And a uh, note from our good friends down at Dobie's Teriyaki. He says, Dobie's sending some love to our friend Ryan. Thanks for all the great sports talk right. over the years. And supporting your local Yaki shop. Best of luck going forward. Go Hawks. Appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. Um, where Now, what was I talking about? This is standard that I You're talking about the, your YouTube channel. And oh, how yeah. Gonna, how you're going to show your son's diet. You ready? You ready? Okay. A story to tell. It's good. Hey, yeah, you know, you have that Midwest connection right there. So, uh, you know, look for it coming to a YouTube channel near you. It's not ready yet. We're collecting content. We're, we, we've tried to film one of Kai's full meals, and we haven't had enough gigabytes to record it all yet. So we're trying to <laughs> trying to get that up and running. So you can follow us along, taking off, hitting the road, putting the family in a trailer, and uh, you can go see America and perhaps beyond uh, here in, uh, in a little while, which we're very excited to do. But, you know, it does... Then have me leaving this place, which is very, very uh, disappointing uh, for me personally, as I've said before, as much I've enjoyed this. And Tucker, we were talking, you and I uh, doing about two and a half years together. And then you, first of all, now we, while you were doing this here, head lacrosse coach at the University of Montana, which you still are, running Sergeant Sticks, which you still do, a uh, hundred different other things, real estate agent, which thank you for selling me and then selling for me my house. On my the way thanks in to you, Ryan. Well, it's, it's, it's I think pleasure. it's worked both well it, it, both ways. It, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, and uh, and then 
you're like, you know what? I got a thing. I got to do it. I got a career move I got to make. It's in its business. I got to do. I said, Tuck, you're already you've done two years more than I thought that you would be willing to do. Just taking out your afternoon every day. Who are we going to get? Well, who's the person who's going to make this job the easiest for me, which is the only thing I care about? (laughs) Let's get Coulter in here. I'll say seven things and then I'll just take a nap and then, you know, and then he'll just go off and running. And so, Coulter, you come in here three and a half years. We've been here four. 40 months, if I may say. 40 months. Uh, you know, five days a week and traveling around together, going to Boise, going to Reno. Oh, God bless Reno, how they ever moved it out of Reno. So it's such a Thank crime God against we humanity. We would not have made it to month 40. We would have, it would have been, uh, I would have been probably still in Reno. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you're not still in Reno sometimes. Oh, man, I don't know if I can ever go Reno back. came to you. I don't know if I can ever go back. Well, yeah, but in any case, uh, great uh, a great run, and uh, so you know for what it's worth. But this has been uh, an absolute blast, as you know, and to be in here with you every day, both professionally and personally, uh, a a a friend of long standing, but obviously a friend now of close standing, uh, as it's been. I'm very grateful for the time that we've got to spend, and you know, you sit here and you talk for two hours, and then I come home, and, you know, and of course my wife, well, why don't you talk to me? And I'm like, well, I'm spending all on Coulter. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know what you know. So to say, why don't you have any money? Well, I don't know. I was at TNC, and now I don't have any money. So anyway, uh, that has been that has been an, an absolute joy for me, and I'm very grateful to you for taking this on. You walked into a thing not really knowing what it was. You moved for crying out loud. I mean, you weren't even here. Come from Bozeman back to this town to do this thing. I'm very excited. In fact, more and more excited. And this is not simply lift service. As the more I've thought about it, the more I've watched what you have sort of started to put together, starting with Ty Gregorak tomorrow. Thank you very much. Uh, and what's going to come in 2021 uh, and beyond with you here is is very exciting. And it makes me very happy to think that, you know, we got this thing kind of up and running, the three of us here. And now it's going to continue and continue to serve the, 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 the people of this town in this state you know this is what this is for at the end of the day this is for the listeners and for the viewers out there and and it is going to continue at a very very high level i'm very excited about that but i'm very grateful to you personally and professionally for these last three and a half years well i couldn't be standing here without both of you guys but you're the one that had the vision for this thing and begged for the show and laid the foundation and here we are so i think a lot of people thought that Talk radio wasn't sustainable in Montana, but we've proven mm. that it is, and uh, you deserve a lot of credit for that. I think the the intellectual hook that you bring, combined with your personality and your, and your natural born talents, are 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 peerless, man. I think you're the best in the business, and uh, you are always welcome back on this show anytime. Well, we may have a couple where in the world hits coming up okay. for the people. You know what I mean? Get a couple phone calls in, let them know what Memphis is like or something You've like that. You've been to Memphis? I have. You're going to love Been Memphis, to Nashville. Man. Loved Nashville. It's good. Memphis, Memphis, Memphis is more edgy. Well, I'm into that. Which naturally makes it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple things that I just wanted to say. There's a few folks that I mean I can't just walk out of here without mentioning directly. First of all, and I've mentioned him already, but truly, physically speaking, this is not possible without Tommy Evans sitting back there. <laughs> I mean, literally all four stations and specifically this show. Tommy, your work and your uh, uh, you know, your coin dozer stories and your I set my house on fire stories over the years. I don't years. think people realize how often Tommy's up in the middle of the night going up to the oh, towers too, oh, just man. to make sure that this works every day. So They my, use the they only seem to go out. What, Tommy? Why is that in the middle of the night? <laughs> middle of the night, birthdays and uh, holidays, Tucker. That's all it is. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's responding to my question again. You guys, 
have neglected oh, to give me a headset. So it, <laughs> why would we do it right on the last day? Just keep it going the way it is. But Tommy, thank you so much, man, to to put this together. And you have spent very many thankless hours to make this a possibility, both on the air and off. And so I'm grateful to you, uh, my folks. Who have you know your mom and my mom, Coulter, are uh, without question our number one fans, which I take is good, right? Yeah, I mean good. that's a good thing. So uh, our thing now, I don't know if I'm gonna make the heart out. I can tell you this, Tommy. Okay, we just keep going in with Rebecca Black here. <laughs> Very loud. Uh, but in any case, uh, to my folks uh, who've you know supported us and me in all of this, very happy to have been here with them in this town, in my hometown, and doing this on the radio. My brother as well, who. Uh, if nothing else has bought my house. <laughs> He's afforded you a lot of freedom right We're now. closing next Wednesday, and I can tell you, Austin, I ain't going to be out by Wednesday, yeah, okay? You know what I love about so, Austin trying to close on the house? He's like, mm, yeah, I want to go skiing that day. Is yeah. really He's not trying to, to move in. He's Speaking trying of your family, we got to give one one before in your last show. Yeah. yeah. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.